revolutionize your recruitment strategy with AIMHR Solutions. Headquartered in the heart of Massachusetts, our dynamic team offers cutting-edge recruiting services tailored to meet the needs of HR professionals anywhere. Say goodbye to the endless cycle of candidate searches. Let our seasoned experts streamline the process for you. With a deep understanding of industry trends and a vast network, we're here to connect you with top-tier talent. Explore the possibilities of our recruitment services at aimhrsolutions.com. Welcome to Human Solutions, the HR podcast for people who love HR. I'm Pete Wright, and today, Massachusetts employers, we're going to be talking about your money. There is a not-so-secret, but maybe a little mysterious world of grant opportunities that is just sitting there waiting for you, waiting to help you upskill your teams and revolutionize your business. And here's the best part, it's free money, and it's just right there. But of course, if you've never embarked on the Sea of Grants, uh, you know there's a language to it. There's a process to follow, uh, but it doesn't have to be complicated. Today, we are going to simplify the process for you with the expert tutelage of AIM HR's very own grant guru, Kathleen Worthington, and our learning and development maven, Jen Moth. Hello to you both. Hello. Greetings. This is a very special episode. I'm so excited we're here doing it live uh, and uh, so excited to be able to take questions from people who are living in this world uh, and see if we can help some folks uh, upskill their workforce. First, a little bit about today's protocol. We're going to be talking for a bit about the grant landscape, what it looks like for our employers right now, and give you a practical model for thinking about how to use grants for your teams. We're going to talk about uh, some of Kathleen and Jen's uh, success stories. And finally, we're going to talk about the training available to you right now. Along the way, we want your questions. Just type them into the chat right here in YouTube. And our moderator, uh, Jillian Derby, is in there right now. She's going to help us coordinate questions. We can see all of your questions on our end, and we uh, hope to get to as many of them as we can. At the end of the conversation proper, uh, we will handle the Q&A for Kathleen and Jen. There's no need to hold your questions at all during the, during the conversation. Just type them in as you think of them, and uh, we're going to do our best. So let's start, Jen and Kathleen, with the landscape of grants. First of all, the retention story. Kathleen, paint a picture for us the the true cost of turnover. True cost of turnover, basically five times their salary walks out the door when an employee, a frontline employee, leaves your company. And it's about 11 to 12 percent at times their salary out the door if it's an executive. So that's a lot of money. And you know how much time it takes to recruit, to retrain. Meanwhile, you've got employees that are now taking on the responsibility of an employee that's left, and it just, it can snowball. So it's significant. It's a significant dollar amount that walks out the door. And so that's not the goal. The goal is to (laughs) and retain our employees, Pete. Well, and that that question, Kathleen, I think is, is a significant one. When you think about, you know, how uh, how HR teams, in your experience, are thinking about the cost of retention and turnover. Is that a front of mind sort of conversation point for them? Is that a bullet that's in their their minds every day? Hmm, I wouldn't say it's in their mind every day, but they sure feel it in the moment. Absolutely. Sure so it should be. It should be something that we're proactively considering and planning for and thinking about. So um, I learned something from Career Systems International many years ago, and they said, 
the number one reason why people leave companies because they feel stuck. There's nowhere to go. They've been, um, they're done growing and they feel like, well, this is it. This is it. And we don't want that to happen to our employees. So the best way to keep those employees learning and growing is through training, right? And coaching and lots of opportunities. Um, the second reason why they leave is jerk bosses, but we won't get into that on this podcast today. Related the things. I, I don't need to interrupt. Training opportunities for bosses too. Oh, yeah. I, I'm oh, yeah. just throwing it out there. <laughs> and you were saying. Uh, one of the things uh, Kathleen just said reminded me, um, last year I did an audit for, for AMHR Solutions internally. And one of the things that I discovered um, to help us plan for our future, Miss um, L&D leaders, is that the advancement of technology, the advancement of change just continues like a snowball rolling downhill. So individuals that are finishing up school and graduating, the things that they learned in the academic environment become obsolete very quickly. And so they are looking for companies that are going to pick up the mantle and continue educating them. So the employers that are going to be the desirable place for um, individuals to work for are those that invest in their talent consistently, that make learning a priority, making development a priority, not just to get them into the role and get them ramped up, but constantly to think about performance and development over the, the lifetime of the employee. I love that, Jen. It can be a competitive advantage. It can be a differentiator when it's time for someone to consider this company or this company. They want to know that they're going to have a future with you. They don't really, I mean, I know um, this generation, a couple generations have been moving around a little more frequently than um, my generation, but it's because they feel stuck. Their, the tolerance level is not so strong. They're going to move. So we want to bring them in. And that can be the differentiator is that learning strategy and that continuous improvement and you know, that learning environment, that culture of learning that the company creates. I, I want to get some examples, Kathleen, if you if you have them right off the dome of what a best in class organization looks like. I mean, you work with a lot of, of organizations uh, by way of AIM and, and looking at a lot of organizations training uh, efforts. What is a best in class example of how this works practically? Because, I mean, we can we all agree it's important to think about this stuff and to keep it keep it top of mind. But what does it look like? 8 a.m. Monday morning. Mm, okay. So, Pete, first of all, it becomes very organic. It's part of their mission. It's part of the company's values, that, that learning, that culture of learning. And so it's a blended learning approach. It's an experiential. It's very layered, if you will. And it's not cookie cutter. So it's not just one size fits all for everyone. And it can be um, from as simple as the onboarding experience that is not just, you know, PowerPoints locked up in a conference room or online for a day and signing forms, but it's an experience throughout the year, very intentionally driven. And it's relationship-based. It's a little bit of online learning. It's a little podcasting. It can be video, in-class coaching. You can see it's like making a wonderful soup with lots of spices and it has to boil down a little bit, you know. So I best in class in my past experiences, has been a you know a very multifaceted approach, and not one size fits all. And it's doing a thorough needs analysis up front. You know what problem are we trying to solve through training? It's not just training for everyone, 
but, you know, certain groups at certain times. Pete, for me, I've learned also that timing is really, really important. We may have all good intentions that, oh, we've got to get everybody through all this training and I'm so excited and we, we plan it out, we get grant money for it. But if the business is in turmoil or launching a new product or maybe they're getting acquired, you, know, you must be sure that the timing is aligned to the business needs too and that you have senior sponsorship for the rollout. So that's my, my, my two cents. Well, it's a it's a worth far more than that. I, I do think let's transition then. You've you've given us an able segue into the grants themselves. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about? Who runs these grants? We we talk about it as it's free money just sitting there, but how does it how does grant funding work? Why oh, is there free boy. money sitting out there? <laughs> I'll try to keep it simple. Workforce Training Fund Program. We have Massachusetts has this wonderful fund and a program that's run by a board. And these funds come from employers paying into their unemployment insurance. And so it's a payroll tax that they pay. Employers pay. So the bottom line is it's their money in this grant fund. It's their money to get back. So, you know, that's like when you say free money, that's right. It's just a matter of filling out some forms online, going through the process and being, you know, being very intentional in what you're picking out. I think that's so important to remember, though, too, is because of that disconnect. The fact that it was it, the money is sitting there because by way of payroll tax. Yeah, it's so easy to forget it's there. To forget that you've yep. already paid it forward. You've already paid it forward to yeah. yourself. Yep. And so there is one little caveat. One little. There's a few, but we'll talk about one right now. If you're a small company in Massachusetts, a hundred employees or less, that money that you have in your um. Un- Employment insurance fund, that grant money is 100% available to you to reimburse for your, your courses up to $30,000. And this is for an express grant. I think of express as like an express train. It's fast. It's fast. You can fill it out fast. You get your, your training fast. You know, it's, it's a real quickie. There's another grant that we also promote is the general grant. That's a little more like the commuter train. That's a little slower. It's going to take a little more time to fill out. It's a little more robust, but you can get a great deal of money, up to 250000 of your dollars back over a two-year period. The Express, you get up to $30,000 of your money back within one calendar year, and you have two years to complete your training. And honestly, the difference also between the two, if we're able to go there right now, Pete, I'm getting excited. Sure, I know. <laughs> In the Express, right, the quick one, We've already got the training providers are already vetted and they're in a list on Commonwealth Corporation's website. They are the grant administrators for the Commonwealth of of Massachusetts. So Commonwealth oversees the grants. They have all the requirements are in there. They have a wonderful website that we'll share with you. They're very, very easy to work with. They're very helpful. And they have the Express Grant Training Advisors in their course catalog. And these providers have been vetted. Um, We're in there, of course, right, Jen? We are. We're right at the very top. We're very easy to find. So it'll be very easy for you to work with us. (laughs) We're big fans of the alphabet, for sure. (laughs) One thing I do want to pop in is actually, as somebody who's not from Massachusetts natively, when I started working with AIM and I learned about this fund, um, 
it was a shock to me because I've lived up and down the East Coast. And this is not a common thing that other states provide. So the fact that it's here just shows how much Massachusetts really does care about its workforce and wanting to invest and allow you to be able to do that so easily. I recently went through an express grant process myself to get some resources for one of my team members, and I'm happy to talk about that in a little bit as well. Jen, thank you for bringing that up. I think that does that's a differentiator for us in Massachusetts, right? And I, the bottom line that we really need to make sure that we're clear on today is that the Commonwealth really wants to keep the businesses in Massachusetts, grow the workforce, retain it, grow our communities. It's really a good news story. It's a wonderful goal. And so we don't want employers to leave because there aren't opportunities for their employees to learn and grow. We don't want them to feel stuck. So this is supporting that mission of really retaining and growing businesses across the Commonwealth, all areas of the state. And in that little express grant, that quick one, all the training courses are listed in the catalog. You can pick from them. There is criteria about what is approved for grant training and what isn't approved for grant training. And Pete, I think you have a question right. on that one, right? Well, I've, I've got a number of questions, but first I've, I want to back up just a little bit. Who is, who's eligible? Like, what, is it, what does it take for you to be a company that's eligible for these grants? All right, that's kind of a loaded question because I'll say it depends. There's a little bit of depending. Okay. But primarily, any, any employer that's paid into the unemployment insurance. Um, okay. Yeah, they pay into that fund. Now, if you're a nonprofit, we've got to check on that a little bit further, go a little deeper. Right. But it's really anyone that is paying in. And they have employees on the Massachusetts payroll. We're not, you know, we're making sure that we're taking care of the, the employees on the Massachusetts payroll, on their Massachusetts what, payroll. What about companies that are largely Massachusetts, but have employees who live or work remotely out of state? Okay. So if they're paid um, through a Massachusetts payroll, if their system is in Massachusetts, they're fine. If not, during grant training, let's say we're offering a class in, I don't know, supervisory essentials. We're running a class and a company has some that are not on the Massachusetts payroll. Oh, they're down in South Carolina and a few are in Texas and Chicago. And we've had Mm -hmm. that before. They're welcome to just, they pay for those seats. The grant won't pay for those participants in the program. So they'll pay out of pocket for that. Um, okay, out of, out of pocket, uh, out of state is ad hoc. Okay, yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah, except right. sometimes they have their, their, their payroll systems out of one centralized location. Yeah, right, right. Well, uh, how about this? Let's do a rapid fire, Kathleen. This is going to be this is going to be fun. I've got true or false questions for you. Get ready, Kathleen. Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Kathleen, <laughs> this sounds this all sounds great. I want to have this grant pay for my uh, new employee onboarding. That should be totally fine, right? They're all Massachusetts. They're all my employees, and everybody's got to be onboarded. We're in great shape. True or false? No, 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 no. That's just the cost of doing business. That's your responsibility, Mister Employer. To onboard your employees. I'm sorry, but that doesn't qualify. Next. Oh, okay. How about this? Um, so, uh, Kathleen, I have just finished my advanced hazardous materials training course for my team uh, last month. We just finished it last month. I'm going to go ahead and have a uh, apply for a grant to pay for that. Well, first of all, congratulations for training and keeping your employees safe. I'm really happy that you're doing that. But the the bad news is, unfortunately, the training already occurred. 
Now, if you had thought about it ahead of time and applied for the grant ahead of time, you would have been golden, but I'm sorry, it's already happened. So the past doesn't count. We're talking about the future. Okay, well, that's easy because my next question, I'm sure, is going to qualify. I work for MassDOT, and I would love to have free money pay for all of our people to get trained, right? Like, we're, we're just another government agency. It should be easy. Uh, that would be, we'll take that one offline and talk about that. That's really, for me, I'm not qualified to talk about your eligibility um, on, you know, publicly like this. Let's, let's Okay, let's that's fair. I, I, that's a stumper. We're going to have to. Yeah, we're gonna have to yeah, that's, yeah that would be helpful. Too much. All right. All right. Well, let's talk then about what makes this, uh, what makes the training, uh, uh, like tra- grant-based training uh, a success. What do you need? What is the recipe uh, that you need to m- make sure that this kind of stuff really sticks? Mm, I think the sweet sauce starts at the very top. When we know that we have senior sponsorship, that this is approved by everyone, we're all on board, that we're headed down the grant path and we're looking for training. That's really a key to success. I call it, you know, um, successful stories that we've had is where the leader goes in and out. It doesn't mean the leader has to sit down and fill out the grant, but they really are supportive. They're supportive with the timing. They're supportive with the group the level participants, who's going when and where, and having them involved. When there's a surprise later on that someone was really with good intentions, went off and did this little grant and says, oh, we got this money, we're going to run some training, and we're not aligned to the business. So we have to do it collaboratively. That's one thing very important. The other one that I said earlier was making sure that we're solving the right problem with training. You know, getting in there and really defining What are the behaviors that we're trying to change with training so that we're offering and we're giving the right solution? Um, Oftentimes, it's easy to just say, put everybody through class, but it might be a communication problem, or it might be a workflow issue, or it might be capacity, it might be a lot of other things. So making sure that we do um, our due diligence and do that needs analysis upfront to solve the right problem with training. I I feel like it's important to say out loud, like these aren't platitudes. The reason you are saying these things is because they are challenges in organizations and they're real. And so if you're if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, I think grants would be great. Please hear Kathleen's guidance here for what it is. Make sure you check off the list of actual senior sponsorship. Make sure you check off the list that you all are aligned and have asked the right questions about your training. That seems to be really important. And and now I, I want to circle back, Jen, to you, because so much of what we've been talking about, it, you know, in my head when we hear this, and Kathleen gives us these big numbers from General Grant. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like this is a whole, let's level up the whole company. This is going to be really fun. But you have actually just gone through the process, and it sounds like you did it for a team member. Mm-hmm. Just a single individual. Um, that That's the beauty of, of this. So I saw a need for one of the individuals on my team. And I said, let me see what's available. It's something that we don't internally provide. We needed mm-hmm. some software reskilling. And so I went to the website to look for another provider um, that doesn't provide what we do. And I found an organization that did. And I went and made sure that that program, that workshop actually was going to solve our challenges to Kathleen's point, because I knew where we needed the actual support. I knew what we were actually looking for ahead of time. 
And it was a very easy process once I knew what the session was. Now, you do need to have the correct grant code from the organization, um, from us, when you're coming to us for, for training. We make sure that we have all of that information that you would need for every single session in our learning and development catalog, which you can find on our website. It's very, very easy to leverage this new tool that we've designed with you in mind. And once you have the grant code, you're able to gather a couple of other things. It's it's a very, very simple process for the express grant that I went through. You need to know the name of your organization. Pretty self-explanatory. You need to know your company's uh, federal identification number or EIN, which is also easily found on your paycheck stub. So you have that accessible to yourself. You don't need to source that from anywhere else. You need your company's uh, certificate of, uh, goodness, I just lost my train of thought. Good uh, standing. Good standing. standing. Thank you. I just, <laughs> I was like, I remember the acronym, but now the words. <laughs> certificate of good standing, their COGS document. And there's not just a single document that you get for that. It's got a six-month kind of window. So you yeah. need one that's within six months right. of the date of, your kickoff for, for training start date. So for me, I looked to see when this training was going to be available because they offer it publicly and had a couple of dates over the summer once a month. And so I said, well, we could do either one of those. Let's, let's make sure we have a window of time where we could get that done in. So you need to have a kickoff date for when the, the funds become available, essentially. And you want to kind of think about that in a 90-day window. So I had my my start date in there um, and I had all, all of my pieces. That's that's essentially it. It's really very simple. The important thing that I really want to make clear is you want to have all those pieces ahead of time. Right. Because the, the it, and I, I want to be very clear, yes, it's a grant. But it's not like this giant tax form that you f- you fill out. It's not mm-hmm. like that at all. It's a it's an online widget, uh, wizard kind of thing that you go through, similar to like filling out um, a reservation on Open Table or something. It's it's <laughs> very very easy. Uh, it took me okay. maybe ten fifteen minutes to actually complete the application, and. Um, once but you I can't was stop in the middle, right? Yeah, like this exactly. is one of those things. That's why if you stop in the middle, you have to start from uh, start. From exactly. Scratch. There's no like create a login and save your progress. That doesn't exist. It's complete it. <laughs> so okay. you want to have all of your materials up front so that you can complete it in one go. Okay. Well, I, I uh, it, it sounds like it, it's easy and accessible. And that's one of the reasons I love having you talk about it. Because again, you looking for training for one person is totally approachable within the Express Grant system. Yeah, absolutely. I, when you think about, just just as we get to wrapping up, and again, please throw your questions into the chat room. We've got a couple of questions in uh, through different channels already, uh, and, and we'll get to those momentarily. But just, Kathleen, back to you. When you think about the scope of, of like skills training that you can get for people who are thinking, could I really use this for my need? How broad is the scope of training availability? I mean, we talk, we know there's a catalog, but what are some creative uses you've seen? Oh my gosh, I have this little chart and I, I wish I could pop it up right now, but there's the people side of training. This is, and then MHR, that's where our sweet spot is, right? The people side. Supervisory. I mean, how many of you have supervisors that have not had any kind of upskilling or just basic tool setting, you know, right from the very beginning foundation? So it can be communication. It can be interpersonal, emotional intelligence 
wellness, HRs, and all the compliance, the laws, the labor side of things, um, and customer service is covered. Then we can quality. You can also go to your technical, how to do my job type of skills. We're machining, we're talking CNC, we're doing safety, we're doing um, lean. Um, I mean, I can go from project management, Excel, Word, so many people. And then there's there's others on the other side. I was going to say, we've got the leadership development, we've got the soft skills, technical skills. What isn't included, and you said one earlier, was anything like typically that the employer needs to provide because it's the cost of doing business. If it's your annual harassment prevention, um, there's one that, you know, it's compliant type of training. That would not be included. And any training that's happened in the past, that's not going to be included. But there is such a beautiful scope. English is second language. I mean, there's just so many out there. It's very exciting. It really is. But Wow. What happens is you can get on there. It's kind of like going to the Chinese buffet, you know, that that restaurant where, man, you go in and there's so much to pick from. I don't even know what to get started on. Maybe like dessert first. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> you got to kind of like narrow it down a little bit and calm down and get, again, get intentional about what problem we're trying to solve, who needs training first, second, third. The best grants um, that I've seen have a, a range of offerings for all levels of employee, not just frontline, not just the C-suite, but everyone gets a little care and feeding. through. That's tools. actually, yeah. When, yeah. when I came in, I saw that was a real opportunity for us. Um, so we specialize in three kind of big buckets. So leadership, professional development, as well as HR and compliance. And we have such a strong supervisor course. It's called Supervisor Essentials. We've been offering it in various formats for a number of years. And um, we're always thrilled to get feedback about how helpful that program Mm -hmm. is. I realized we had an opportunity to supplement that with some other things and and build out some better, um, uh, more holistic kind of approaches to everyone at at a different level in a a company. So we actually launched this year. we will be later this year actually launching for the first time some new courses. One is called Individual Excellence. And this is a great supplement to Supervisor Essentials. It's all those kind of like souls, um, singular sole purpose kind of focus uh, areas like uh, efficiency, productivity, time management, organizational skills. And then we also have a separate course um, that's called C-Suite Academy. And that's for executives, VP, C-level, those, those individuals, executives who need something different. Um, and in between there, we also have a leadership course called Developing Mindful Leaders that has existed for a couple of years, but we're really growing that to make sure that there's something for the mid-level manager, the director levels as well, to focus on those other areas. Um, and, and it's really powerful to see different people saying, oh, I need this Thank you. Yeah. So we're we're happy to take your feedback, your your ideas, and we're always adding to what we can, what makes sense for the Commonwealth. Let's dig into the questions, shall we? Yes. 
Mm-hmm. And I shall say, I know we're coming right up on a half hour. We're going to get through all these questions. And this is being recorded. We will give you uh, an opportunity to catch up with these questions if you have to duck out. But we do want to make sure we answer these uh, thoroughly. The first one, uh, if it, maybe it's a, a one of those you want to take offline, uh, Kathleen. If you're a church and do not file taxes or 990s, are you still eligible for these grants? Yeah, I think that's an offliner because what makes me think that you're not paying into the unemployment tax fund. So I don't think yeah. you're participating that way. But, you know, it's it's always worth a conversation to see if there's any little other way to come in and, and get the funding. But I don't think, initially, I don't think you're eligible. But one okay. thing you can do um, that I saw when I was going through the widget for the express grant, the very first page has a drop down and you have to select how you identify as a business. Right. Are you a, a small business? Are you a sole proprietor? Are you a government agency? Are you a community college or a school? And depending on which option you select, information will appear immediately beneath it to tell you if you do qualify or if you do not. And if you do qualify, it'll tell you what information you need to gather to be able to fill out the rest of the form. Okay. And and that actually gets to some other uh, questions that we have in here. Um, you know, how does the grant program work? How do you sign up? Are there any program periods to comply with? I want to address that question because I know, Kathleen, the timing, as you said, is everything. Mm-hmm. Do you want to just share a brief moment on on timing and reporting? Sure thing. The good news is it's like a rolling application. If you remember in college, you could apply anytime. There is not a hard, fast date. Uh-oh, by June 1st, you better get your app in. It's not like that. So you can apply at any time when you're ready. Jen did mention, though, if you're applying for an express grant, once you sit down with all your data points and your, your information, you're going to fill out that application in one sitting. A general okay. grant, which is the big one, that's a two-year one, that one is going to take time, so it does allow you to create a password, a username. You can go in and out. You can share with others so that, like, oftentimes I will help a company. I'll, I'll review what they're writing. I might edit their learning objectives or help them with a little feedback on their KPIs, um, you know, because it's important to show your before and after pictures, where you are before mm-hmm. training and then after the training, what was the result and how are you going to sustain it going forward? I was just going to say the general grant that Kathleen is talking about, um, it, it's so robust, as she's saying. Um, it's a very different experience to gather the materials, like she's saying. Um, I've once heard it described as kind of like doing your taxes. Not to be scary, not to be scary, take a deep breath. <laughs> um, but it, it does require a lot of, of materials ahead of time, just like when you gather your information for doing your taxes. Mm-hmm. So it really helps to have a dedicated partner. Um, and Kathleen actually does that for AMHR Solutions. She works with you not to do the grant for you. We can't do it and write it for you. That is not what the, the support that she provides is. But she is an excellent guide and um, support system to help you make sure that you have what you need and you also know exactly what you need depending on where the the organizational challenges may be so that you're putting the right information in there with a proper plan over the course of that period that you're getting the funds for. I will help you be your editor. I will ha- I can help you. You need to be able to tell your story in a cover letter of who sure. you are and what, why this training is important what you're going to do with the funding, how you're going to sustain it going forward, and what it's going to do for your company and this, the Commonwealth. So sure, I'm happy to partner with you on that. Thank you, Jen. 
Um, the other thing okay. Pete, you did say about timing, there are sure. there are limits as far as timing, as far as um, with the express grant, you, 21 days, Jen mentioned it earlier. Don't expect to hit your submit button and boom, I'm going to hear tomorrow. It's going to take about two or three weeks. So you don't want to schedule your training in that little window. Give yourself at least a month, at least 30 days. Contact your training partner in between and be penciled in. And then once you are notified that you are accepted, you get the grant award. Then it's, you know, all systems go. Okay. Yes, we have a great right. uh, person. Her name is Kelly McGinnis, who you you can send that information to so that we can get that penciled in for you. We really want to make sure that now that you've got the funds, we can we can book you because, uh, sure. you know, training is is important and we want to get you on the calendar. When you do an express grant, do you have to go through the grant application process each time you have a new training request? And there was a follow up. I did several on site trainings and they were approved. Now I want to do several online computer training classes. Do I have to go through a new application process? This sounds like a yes or no. Yes, that's a yes. That's a yes. Or okay. You know what? With a, an express grant, Pete, because they're short, you can apply many times for many express grants up to the $30,000 in one calendar year. But that's important. Oh. So don't feel like, mm -hmm. oh, I've got to do all this thinking. I've got to do all this planning all at once. If you have some short-term quick hits right now that you are aware of and you're and it's the right time in your company, fill out that express grant. Maybe it's going to use up $5,000. Okay, guess what? Now you still have twenty five left. Bingo. And, and that was actually another question from Elizabeth. How often can you apply for an express grant? I mean, you could do it every day if you want to. Holy cow. You want? Yeah, as much as yeah. you want. <laughs> Up to that, that year. But 30000 in one calendar year. And then two years to complete the training. Most Think about it done. like this. When I when I did the express grant for my team member, I had to type in there what the name of the course was, the grant code, and the cost. So they're going to approve you for exactly that course and that cost, that investment, to reframe mm -hmm. that a little bit. So they have a tracking of how much of the funds that you've been using, and you know that you've been approved for this amount. So if you want to get funding for something else, you have to get approval for that new dollar amount. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, another detail question. Where do you locate the Express Directory? Now, spoiler, this has already been answered in the chat, but I think it's super valuable that we actually share it here. Uh, we will be sharing a link back to uh, this document. This is a URL I'm sharing here, aimhrsolutions.com learning-development slash slash learning-development slash catalog. And if you visit page 10, of that catalog, you should get the uh, course codes uh, for the training, the AIM course numbers. Mm -hmm. That is the express directory. Is that is that a fair uh, response? It depends on what they're looking for. If, if they're looking for single sessions, you'll want to look on each page. If we have a, a table of contents for all the sessions, so you know what page the title is, so you can jump directly to that page. Those are hyperlinked to make it easy for you when you mm -hmm. download that file. Um, and then on each individual page is all the information you could possibly need about that session. The title, subtitle, description, learning objectives, benefits, who should attend, and those grant codes. Okay. And it's the same process would work if you're looking for a full course. And the difference between a, a, um, a course and a session is that a session can be purchased individually and a course is multiple sessions grouped together that we found are the most effective and powerful way to get that information. So for example, Supervisor Essentials is a course and includes mm -hmm. multiple sessions. If you okay. didn't need all of those, for example, and say you're like, you know what, I just 
we just recently went to doing some more remote communication and we're having some challenges. I just need our communication in the digital age session. There's a separate code for that and you can find that on its individual session page. Outstanding. And and a, a great big double thanks to the multi-talented Kelly McGinnis, who is in the chat room, uh, answering questions as well. Woo! Thank you so much, Kelly. One more. I have one more quite, I, I think, quite specific question, but it 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 provokes my imagination. Ooh. I wonder if this kind of thing is included. This from Michael. I'm in need of capacity building funding for my small landscaping company. Can you fashion a way that might be included under training for uh, within the grant? Oh, I wish I had Michael on the line. I would say, tell me more. Capacity (laughs) building funding. You know, help me define that. Let me imagine, what is that? And I'd want to dig a little deeper to make sure that I clearly understand um, the request. Uh, I I think he's trying to build his development, his talent, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, That's how he's calling it. And then I'm going to say, well, like, do we need to learn how to use tools? Do we need to learn how to speak to each other? Is this an organizational administrative recruiting? Yeah, Michael, if you're still there, Michael, and and we're still talking right now, please, please ask. (laughs) Tell us what exactly you mean here so that we can answer you while you're right on the line. Um, Great. Yeah. And, and as it happens, Michael, you're going to have to write pretty quickly because yours is the very last question that I had on the list. Uh, and and so with that, it, unless you get it in as I wrap up, uh, I'm afraid we're going to have to take that offline. Uh, Kathleen and Jen, where would you like to send people to learn more to get more information if they want to ask you questions? Is that a thing you're open to? Where would you send people, Kathleen? Ooh, I'm very open. Jen, I know you're open and you may have a more formal response than I do. But please. Yeah. No. And the other place that I would like them to know about is comcore.org. Pete, did you put that in the chat for them? I did. It's in the chat. It's on the screen. That's that uh, comcore.org. Yep. That's where they're going to go to learn all things express grant, general grants, grants. You, you've got the requirements and the applications in there and our training catalog is in there so much, but please Kay Worthington at amhrsolutions.com. I'm yours. I'd love to get to know you and hear what you're thinking about for training needs. And Jen? Um, I'd love it if you just made a note of our website. It's www.aimhrsolutions.com. And we can follow up with you after this with some helpful links. Mm -hmm. And we will certainly be doing that. Thank you to everyone who joined us for the live stream today. And thanks to Kathleen and Jen for lending their valuable experience and insight. We hope you learned a little something about the grant process. We invite you to learn more again, amhrsolutions.com. And you know what? For more of exactly this kind of conversation, check out Human Solutions, our podcast for HR people who love HR. Wherever you find your favorite podcasts, you will hear Jen and Kathleen on that very show from time to time. Thank you so much, everybody. On behalf of AMHR Solutions, meeting adjourned.